This is Alive with Joseph. Good to have you this morning. Good morning once again. And I'm glad you could be part of the service this morning. We have been looking at faith for restoration. We looked at part one last week. And we're going to dive straight into part two, faith for restoration. As we are on a journey for restoration, as we are trusting the Lord to do great things for us, even in this season, despite all that has happened so far, we're believing God for, you know, restoration in every area of our life. And one of the key things that will be required for restoration is faith. Our faith will be a major player in every one of us experiencing a restoration. There is a dimension of light and the power of the Holy Spirit that must come through the church of Jesus Christ here on the planet earth. And this dimension of power and light cannot come except by the operation of faith. The word of God has been designed to lift you and I into levels of mastery where you can intentionally open a door that will truly change your life. Remember, I've been speaking strongly on being intentional. The word of God is designed to bring us to that point where it brings you to the level of mastery where you can intentionally begin to open certain doors that will change your life completely. It is time to taste and see the goodness of God as a believer. The goodness of God can be tasted and the reality of his power can be experienced. Never forget that the goodness of God can be tasted. The reality of his power can be experienced. And this level of faith I've been talking about or I started speaking to us about since last week Sunday is not just for you to get things. It's not just faith for you to get things. Yes, your life will benefit from it and the quality of life that you are living will definitely improve as you engage Bible faith. And as I said, when we started on the journey of restoration, that the greatest thing that the Lord wants to restore to you is time. The Lord does not want to restore things to you. He restores time to you so that when he restores time to you, you can be able to get back the things that you have lost. And I've always said that, you know, the greatest thing that anyone can steal from you is time. Because when time is stolen from you, you will require supernatural assistance to be able to recover time back. And that is why all through the scriptures, God speaks to us about restoration of time. In the book of Joel, he said, I will restore back to you the years, the years which speaks of time. It speaks of time. I will restore back to you the years that the Kankawama stole it. So we must understand that this level of faith is not for us to get things only, but it's for us to come to the place where we become light and life to everyone around us. Now understand that the ultimate goal for you is to be unleashed or the ultimate goal for you working in Bible faith is for you to unleash the force of faith in you making the kingdom of our God to be or rather the kingdoms of this world to submit to the kingdom of our God and his Christ. So Bible faith is not just for you to get things. Bible faith is for the coordination of global harvest. That is what Bible faith is for. It's for the nations of the world to bow at the feet of the cross and submit to the throne of the most high God. And as a believer, you and I must begin to step up. You must begin to step up because at the level many believers are operating right now, there is too much argument on their faith. 
there is too much argument on their faith work. And your faith work, the Bible says, is the victory that overcomes the world. The victory that overcomes the world is your faith. That is why you must engage faith with understanding. You have to engage faith with understanding your faith is the victory that overcomes it overcomes limitations it overcomes sickness and disease is the victory that overcomes demonic lies and cycles of witchcraft and demonic oppression over many lives and families your faith is the victory and you must begin to you know discern what is happening around us there is so much display of satanic lies all over the place so much display of plots of satan over too many lives and you and I must begin to reintroduce Jesus Christ in a dimension that will humble Satan and his agents that are littered everywhere in different places in South Africa for example we're beginning to hear about people who are fraternizing with serpents so that they can gain access to wealth in Nigeria the one that is reigning is people are cutting soaps for each other so that they can be able to enter into certain realms of wealth now all of these are satanic lies that are filtering into the place we're hearing all kinds of things now you and I must begin to reintroduce Jesus so that we can walk at a dimension that will humble and humiliate Satan and all of his agents that are all over the place the days of talking the stories of Jesus Christ are over your life must begin to prove the reality of the risen Christ in all ramifications of life your life must become a proof producer of the risen Christ and the Bible says faith is the victory. We also have established last week that faith has to do with action, not just believing only. And I've come to realize that there are some believers who have faith in fear. They have faith in fear. And that is why their faith is not producing results as it should. Your faith must be rooted in Christ. It must be rooted in his ability. It must be rooted in his capability. It must be rooted in his character. I repeat, your faith has to be rooted in Christ, in the ability of Christ, the capability of Christ, and the character of the Christ. And we saw last week that you display faith in everyday life. Every one of us display faith. The challenge is we are just not displaying that faith towards God. When a believer has faith in fear, it is them believing to be real in the object or situation that has caused them that fear. When a believer has faith in fear, what they are doing is they are displaying faith or they are displaying faith in the, they are believing to be real rather in the object or the situation that has caused them that fear. So how is Bible faith developed? I'll give you one today and we'll deal with the second one next week. How is Bible faith developed in a believer? Bible faith is developed in a believer, number one, through absolute confidence in the integrity of God. Bible faith is delivered, is, is, it's, it's, it's delivered in a believer, rather. Bible faith is developed, rather, in a believer through absolute confidence in the integrity of God. That is how Bible faith develops in you as a believer. 
Hebrews chapter 6 verse 18. Hebrews 6 verse 18. It says God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. Underline those words. It is impossible for God to lie. We who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. Malachi 3 verse 6. Malachi 3 verse 6. Go there. We're not talking about Titan. Just go there. Amen. Don't be afraid. Okay. He said, for I am the Lord. I do not change. Underline that. I do not change. Hebrew says, it is impossible for God to lie. Malachi says, I am the Lord. I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed. All sons of our life church. You are not consumed. Titus chapter 1 verse 2. He said, in hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie? I'm trying to establish a truth here. Um, in the hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised before time began. Now, with these scriptures, we can establish, safely establish, that God is not a man. And because he is not a man, he cannot lie. Number one, he cannot change. God cannot lie, God cannot change. God cannot lie, God cannot change. He cannot lie, He cannot change. It is normal for mankind to lie. It is normal for human beings to change. People lie for different reasons. So God doesn't have that attribute of mankind. He doesn't have that aspect of humanity. Why? He is not a man. Remember, we established some time ago that God is not a man. He only became a man. He is not a man. He only became a man. He is not a man. So God does not change as well. That is to say, he doesn't turn back on his word. He doesn't turn back on his word. Two things. He cannot lie. Not that he may not lie. No. He cannot lie. Why? It is not in his nature to lie. Lying is the nature of mankind. Is human nature to lie. Everyone here has told a lie at one point or another. You've told different kinds of lie. You're in a meeting. When you're not in a meeting, you've told all kinds of lie. Now, it is human nature to lie. People lie for different reasons. People lie for different things. Different things can make you to lie. But God cannot lie for any reason. If God says this speaker is white, I can guarantee you before you close your eyes and open it, it will be white. Why? Because the words that come out of his mouth can never be a lie. It is not in his nature to lie. The only person that is his nature to lie is Satan. That is why the Bible calls him the father of lies. That is the only person that has a nature to lie. Now God cannot change as well. So an understanding of this will develop in you real Bible faith. Understanding that your heavenly father is consistent. Understanding that your heavenly father is the same anytime, every time, and all the time will develop in you real Bible faith. The book of James actually puts it this way. James 1.17. It said every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of the heavenly light. Who does not change like shifting shadows. 
He doesn't change like shifting shadows. He doesn't change. Every good and perfect gift that is, if it is not good, it is not God. If it is not perfect, it is not God. I don't care your theology on this matter. If it is not good, it can be God. You can't try to confuse me on it. If it is not good, it can be God. Why? Because God is absolutely good. There is no trace of badness in him. You can't find anything bad in God. He is absolutely good. The law of absolute says when something is cold, is absolutely cold, it means you cannot find a trace of heat around that thing. So God is absolutely good. There is no badness in him. So every good, the day, whatever gift you have received is not good, is not God. So you need to begin to challenge it in the light of scriptures. If it is not good, it's not God. And if it's not God, I don't want it in my life. Give Jesus praise this morning. I say give Jesus praise this morning. So every good and perfect gift comes from God. He doesn't change like shifting shadows. He doesn't change. No, no, no. He doesn't change. In the morning, he's the same. In the night, he's the same. In the noonday, he's the same. Pandemic, he's the same. Outside pandemic, he's the same. Last year, he was the same. This year, he's the same. Next year, he will remain the same. He is the same. He is the same. That is what develops your faith. When your absolute confidence in the integrity of God that he cannot change he cannot lie he cannot change he cannot lie come rain come sun come shine he cannot change he cannot lie come pressure come non-pressure he cannot change he cannot lie things are going where things are not going where he cannot change he cannot lie i have a job i don't have a job he cannot change he cannot lie my business is doing well he's not doing well he cannot change he cannot lie that is the god i'm talking about Give Jesus praise this morning. Give him praise this morning. So that is to say, friends, God is dependable, number one. God is reliable, number two. God is trustworthy, number three. God is constant, number four. All of these are based on the quality of God called integrity. He is reliable, dependable. God is reliable. God is dependable. God is trustworthy. He is constant. <laughs> he is constant. That is why the book of Hebrews says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, the same today, the same forever. It's not a title. It's his attribute. Hallelujah. So he is dependable, reliable, trustworthy, constant. Dependable, reliable, trustworthy, constant. And that is the quality you find in God. Understand, friends, that before any word comes out of the mouth of God, it has gone through heavenly, it has gone through heavenly quality assurance process. Before any word comes out of the mouth of God, it has gone through heavenly, heaven's quality assurance process. That is to say, it has been tested. Attention has been paid to detail, to every statement and every state and process of delivery of what he said. Attention has been paid to detail. It has gone through heaven's quality assurance process. Friends, when God speaks, they are not testing it. It has been tested. 
It has been tested. It has been found to be true. It has been found to be reliable. It has been found to be constant. It has been found to be dependable. And heaven allows it to go forth. It has been tested. Listen, God does not say a word that has not been tested. Man can speak out of the abundance of the joyfulness or the, the bitterness of their hearts. That is why you can meet someone that will say to you tomorrow, I can give you 100,000 rands, Cordelia. And you go to them the next day, they say, no, I changed my mind. Hallelujah. It has been tested, attention has been paid to detail, to every state and process of delivery of what the Lord has said. Friends, when you get into the word of God and you discover the good news about Christ consigning your life and destiny, you can wholly abandon yourself to those truths and be rest assured, friends, that it will happen in your life as God has said it will. You can abandon yourself. And I hear my spirit, you that have been forsaken and forgotten, can I tell you this? You will, by the grace of God, you will become an eternal excellence. You will become a joy of many generations in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, declare I am an eternal excellence. Declare I am a joy to many generations. Give Jesus praise this morning. Now it's Isaiah 60 verse 15. So you must believe it because the one who has spoken it has integrity. His word has passed through the process of quality assurance. It is guaranteed to be exactly as he said it. Throughout the eight pages of the Bible, you will find men and women who received various visitations as the Lord has spoken. In the book of Genesis 21, the Bible said the Lord visited Sarah as he had promised. He visited Sarah as he has promised. I profess, I don't know who you are this morning. Be visited according to God's word in the name of Jesus. I said be visited by the Lord with restoration in the name of Jesus. Be visited. The louder your amen, the quicker your victory. Be visited by your testimony in the name of Jesus. Come on, declare I receive a visitation of restoration according to God's word. Give Jesus praise this morning in the book of first Samuel 2 verse 21 the Lord visited Hannah as she conceived and bore three sons and two daughters she conceived and bore three sons two daughters and I declare under this anointing this morning may that dream be conceived may that vision be conceived may that vision be bettered may that dream be bettered in the name of Jesus Christ in the book of Ruth chapter 1 verse 6 then she arose with her daughter-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab for she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread the bread that speaks of restoration of resources and supply 
There was a time it finished. But there was a time the almighty God rose and visited them. And gave them access and restoration of resources. I speak over you. Under this grace and anointing this morning. Let there be a restoration of your resources. Let there be a restoration of your supply. In the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever has finished in your life. I declare over you this morning. Receive restoration in the name of Jesus. I say receive restoration in the name of Jesus. Give Jesus your restoration praise Genesis 21 verse 1 let's go back there again the Lord visited Sarah as he had said the Lord did two words there the Lord visited as he had said the Lord did unto her as he had spoken said spoken said spoken that's a teaching for another day said spoken two different things the Lord visited as he had said. Then he came back and said, and the Lord did as he had spoken. Speaking of integrity. Speaking of integrity. Speaking of integrity. There are sometimes someone can visit you as they have said, but they never do what they have spoken. Because I can tell you, I will give you hundred rand. I'm visiting you, then I come and say, you know, something happened along the way, I'll give you only 50 rand. So I visited you as I have said, but not what I have spoken. And the Lord visited. The Lord visited. He didn't give him a, 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 a female child, gave him a son, because the Lord was following through with his word. He could have given him any child, but because the Lord spoke to him about a son, do you know the meaning in the Hebrew, in the Hebrew tradition a son signifies a new beginning and though God said, I'm not just going to give you a child, I'm giving you a son as I have spoken, because I promised my friend Abraham there will be a heir to his throne speaks of integrity and when you read the next verse you will see at exactly the time at exactly the time God scheduled for her that she would deliver it happened without one second missing this is how the integrity of God is as exactly the time as he has spoken as he has spoken God has the quality of sameness as he has spoken God has the quality of being the same no matter when you meet him he's the same he is the same he is the same all the time yesterday today forever Hebrews 13 8 he is the same he is the same all through the Bible you will see God's quality of consistency God's quality of sameness God's quality of stability he's the same He's the same. As he has spoken, that is to say, God saying to him, I will at 12 noon, I will credit Pastor Sam into your account 100 rand. And as 12, at 12 noon, 100 rand. Pe, 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 pe. Not one second past 12, as 12 noon. That is how God is. There is no network interruption interruption with him. There is no forgetting with him. He is a God who knows the end from the beginning. 
So the Lord visited him as he has spoken. So our God has a quality of consistency and stability. He is stable. Come on, tell your neighbor, look at them, tell them God is stable. <laughs> He's stable. He is too stable. More stable than a mountain. People change. Now, when people change, it doesn't mean that they are evil. It is just the nature of humans to change. It is the reality you find in humans. Change. People change. Someone says, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you. Listen, listen. Relax. Because I can guarantee he will change or she will change. It's the nature of humans to change. Humans change. It doesn't make them evil. That is just the nature of humans. But God doesn't have any trace of human in him. Man actually was made in his image. So God cannot change. He cannot lie. He is stable. He is consistent. Hallelujah. Give Jesus your highest praise this morning, please. So it is a reality that you find in humans. Humans vacillate. So friends, so for you to get used to the way people change and you now want to bring it to God or bring God to that class will be an error. God is not a man that he should change. And every word you have ever received from my mouth that God spoke to you, listen, I declare, they will all come to pass in the name of Jesus. I said they will all come to pass in the name of Jesus. So, and when you go to God, go to him, knowing that he cannot change. That is what develops your faith. That is what develops your faith. God, you said to me, is my year of marvelously helped. I believe it. I shall be marvelously helped. You are my Ebenezer. You are the one who has helped me thus far. He is your marvelous help. God, you said to me that gross darkness shall cover the earth, darkness the people, but you said you shall be a light unto me. You are the God of integrity. I trust you. I know you shall be a light to me in this season. So child of God, your friends may have the tendency to change. Your relatives may change. Your colleagues and people within your circle of influence may change. Understand that God is not a man. Understand that God is not a politician who makes a promise he knows he cannot keep. God is not looking for your vote. He's not via for any political office. So he has no reason to lie to you and tell you things he will not do when he knows he will not do them simply because he wants you to vote for him. God is not a politician. He doesn't belong to any political party. He is God all by himself. Are you understanding me this morning? God is so obsessed. He's so obsessed with his integrity that he documented his track records in a book called Bible. That's how much he's so obsessed with his integrity. He documented his track record in a book called Bible and gave to you to go and read. <laughs> gave it to you, say, study it. Go through the different dispensations and generations. I spoke to different men and women at different times with different issues and different situations. And I kept to my word. He said, go through it. It's not a hidden, it's not a classified document. There's nothing classified about what he has done. They are open. You can find it anywhere. You can buy the one for 10 rand. You can download the one for free. Go through my documented track record of everything I've done for people at different times. 
Go through it. And after you read through my track record, come back and let's talk. <laughs> Return back and let's have a conversation. Come back and let's, let's have a conversation because I am not your father to lie. Neither am I your mother to deceive you. When I speak it, I follow through with what has actually, I don't say it if I've not done it. I do it first, then I say it. That's how I function. That's how it functions. Child of God, starve your doubts. Believe this God to death. There's a track record of what he has done. Can I speak to someone here this morning? You've reached a point of hopelessness. I pray for you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. If my heavenly father has said he will marvelously help you. I pray for you this morning. Be marvelously helped in the name of Jesus. I didn't hear your amen. Be marvelously helped in the name of Jesus. Let me hear your loudest amen. Be marvelously helped in the name of Jesus. You've reached a point of hopelessness. But I came this morning to tell you. Your heavenly father is not a man. Therefore, even as he has said to all that this year is our year of marvelous hell, I proclaim over you this morning, be marvelously helped in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, give Jesus your highest praise. Listen, child of God, you know, you're sitting this morning in a building. You're not just, you're rather, you're not just sitting this morning in a building. You are sitting this morning on a reality that was better through faith. The reality you see was better through faith. Faith, you are sitting, you are sitting on a reality given better by faith. You are not sitting in a building. You are sitting on an altar on a reality is not in the sweet by and by. On a re- it's not something written in a book. On a reality better by faith. And friends, that tells me there is nothing God cannot do for you. Because he brings you to a reality that you can see so that he can provoke your own faith to believe him for the impossible. <laughs> Sila. Reality better by faith. Believe God for the unimaginable. It is faith that brings restoration. It is faith that will bring that business back to life. It is faith that will restore that relationship. Whether it is school fees you are believing God for or the mortgage of your house to be paid off, they will all require the same thing, faith. Faith. And at any level, it is faith that you will, that you will require to bring to pass. The things that you want to see happen in your life. If God tells you you're the next story of grace that will be spoken of in this city, don't worry yourself about who heard it and who is laughing about it. Remember the first night, the crossover night, we announced the building, people were laughing. But I'm not worried about who laughs because if the Lord has spoken it, and when the Lord turned again, the captivity was like, we're like them, that they will come back to laugh again. But this time I'm laughing at the reality of the testimony. Give Jesus praise, please. 
So if God tells you you're going to be the next testimony of grace, believe it. Let everybody around you laugh about it. Believe it. Let them listen, friends. If it does not make people to laugh, then it's not real. There are things that God will say concerning your life that when others hear it, they laugh. Even Sarah laughed when God told him Isaac was coming. He laughed. So are you normal? Do you know how old I am? Abraham is already retired. He's not tired, he's retired. You know, there is some reason his own tired has to come with the re to prove the intensity of his tiredness. He was retired, my brother. Retired. There was nothing that was going to bring a resurrection to him. The man was gone. And God came and said, That was why Sarah didn't laugh because of her womb. She, he, she laughed because when he remembered Abraham, he said, This man, you can't be serious. You can't be serious. You guys, you've eaten too much. Now you're embarrassing my husband. That devil is a liar. And the Bible recorded when it happened, he said, The Lord has made me to laugh. He said, No, no, let me continue this laughter. His name shall be called Isaac. I pray for you. Your season of laughter has begun in the name of Jesus. Your season of laughter has begun in the name of Jesus. Give me three amen. Two, three. Give Jesus praise this morning. So if it doesn't make the people around you to laugh, then it means he's too small. There are things that God will say concerning you that when every ear hears it, they will, they will just, they will, they are not, they are not going to keep quiet. They will just bust out in laughter because by the time they have assessed where you are and assessed the things you're talking about, <laughs> they just start laughing. They say, look, whatever is worrying you, uh, You'll get over it soon. So when God speaks to you, please believe him. Believe him. God is saying to you, it is restoration time. Please believe him. Starve every doubt around you. Believe him with reckless abandonment. Believe him with reckless abandonment. Believe him. Recklessly abandon yourself and believe him. Believe him. You are not the doer. You are the recipient. Why worry yourself about the doer, how he will do it? Please, can I get my props? Get me the things that I need. You develop Bible faith by Bible faith is developed in you. Number one, I said by what? Absolute confidence in the integrity of God. Absolute confidence. So what fuels your faith? And we'll stop there this morning and we'll pray. What fuels your faith? Thanks. What fuels your faith? Number one, I'll give you only one as well. Meditation fuels your faith. Or fuels your belief. Meditation. Spend time meditating on his word. The reason why we study the Bible is not for theological enlightenment. 
We study the Bible or we study the word of God because it is a system of soaking yourself into a belief system. It's a process of soaking yourself into a belief system. Every time you study the word of God, what you are doing is you are soaking up yourself into a belief system. You are soaking up yourself. The good news about Christ has his own mind. It has his own mind. And it has his way of thinking. So when you spend time studying the good news about Christ, something begins to happen to your view of life. Every time you're studying the scriptures, you are immersing yourself into a set of beliefs that makes you begin to think like God. That's why you must meditate. Because you cannot have absolute confidence in the integrity of God if you do not meditate. Because every time you soak yourself, you are amassing yourself into a set of beliefs. A set of beliefs that makes you, you begin to think like God. Brother Paul puts it this way, Philippians 2.5. Let this mind, let, that is allow it. It's not going to come on its own. You must allow it. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You will need to soak yourself in it. Follow my example. You need to soak. I have two clothes. This representing two different believers. This is a believer that is ready to soak themselves in it. Every time you soak yourself, every time you get into the word of God, you're soaking yourself in a set of belief. You see, watch this believer. Watch this believer. When they come out, they are drenching. They are drenched in it and they are, they are soaked. But there's another believer who just you see their their belief system is only at this level and every other part of their body has no belief system or scriptures so when things happen they will decipher what has happened to them based on this because the area of their life that is soaked is too little compared to the area of their life that is not soaked with water. But this believer, when anything happens, their body is flowing out of the mindset and belief systems of scriptures. When death comes, they say, I will live and not die. With long life, will he satisfy me and show me his salvation? Why? Because everything about them has been soaked. There's a belief system that they have immersed themselves in. They have planted themselves in it. Let this mind be in you. When they come counter to the challenge, they know that these two shall pass. Because he that watches over Israel neither sleeps nor slumber. And you understand when they soak themselves and when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, he's, it were like them that dream. Our mouth was filled with laughter. So I know this captivity shall also be turned. Why? Because they are already soaked. They are soaked. Irrespective of what is happening, they are soaked. They have immersed themselves in a belief system. So they are ruled and controlled by the belief system. This is the belief system. But the believer who only just dips and comes out. This is just for theological enlightenment. The day a challenge comes that is beyond their dipping, they cannot handle it. So that is why you must study the scriptures. You must meditate. 
You must meditate. Meditation is a form of corrupting the files in your life. That is how you corrupt the files of Satan and you replace it with the belief systems of heaven. When you spend time in meditation, you are able to milk the juice out of scriptures. That is where the life in scriptures that Jesus talks about, the life and spirit jumps out of it and enters you. And when it enters you, Kapala Nanayana, when you begin to talk, you talk like a madman. Because why? He can't enter you and you keep quiet. He said, my heart was muttering. Why the fire burnt within me? When the fire burnt, I couldn't hold back my tongue. My tongue became like that of a pen of a ready writer. I began to rewrite my story. I began to rewrite the stories of my children. I began to rewrite the stories of my destiny. I started writing. I started writing what they said was impossible for people who came from family like mine. I started writing what they said was impossible for people of the color of skin I carry. I started writing because friends earth and heaven will respond to the things that comes out of your mouth. Give Jesus praise this morning. Soak yourself. Have you seen kids who watch YouTube? Oh, oh. Have you seen those kids? When they finish soaking themselves in it, they completely sound like the YouTube channel. They've been watching. Have you seen all of them? I'm trying to remember some things. But I hope I remember. They look like what well, sometimes they are watching those channels. It looks like they are sleeping, but they are not. How do I know when you try to switch it off, they wake up? They look at you. What are you doing? I thought you were sleeping. No, I'm not sleeping. Leave it. Soaking. Everything in them is responding to the channel. Everything in there. So even though their eyes were closed, what they were watching was entering their soul. They were becoming one with what they were watching. And the word of God says, Colossians 3.16, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Your heart cannot sing when nothing has entered you. Your heart can only be able to sing when something has entered you. Oh my God. So we must become like these children, this YouTube generation. Who spend time on YouTube. Some of them want to have their own YouTube channels. Some of them want to become vloggers. Because by the abundance of what they have watched. They have become one. They are talking like, some of them speak YouTube English. You wonder, when did I teach you this English? I never taught you this. The TikTok generation. Haven't you seen them dance some funny, funny dance? And you're wondering, what kind of dance is this? There are some songs I got to know unconsciously in my head because of Daniel. Because of a TikTok. There's one particular song that when that song sings, I already know what is coming up. 
it's when that song happens it's a, it's a time where somebody has gotten into trouble and death is about to happen when they see these three three men also carrying a casket have come to they've even affected my territory and that is what we must return back to do that your generation will arise and call you blessed because you soaked yourself you soaked yourself you came out with a belief system that cannot be corrupted by the pandemic that cannot be corrupted by coronavirus and COVID-19 you came out with a belief system that when a generation looks at you they will remember there was one Joseph that walked through this earth when there was a pandemic he stood in the face of pandemic and he declared that Jesus remains Lord give Jesus your highest praise this morning soak yourself soak yourself look at your neighbor points to them and tell them soak yourself the purpose for you to be soaked in the word of Christ is not to make you feel religious it is not to make you feel spiritual it is more than that it is for your thinking pattern to align with God's thinking pattern the Bible is the most unabridged manual on the planet earth it is the most complete whole full length uncut unreduced document on the planet earth it has relevance with humans and has relevance with spirits ah it has power with humans has power over spirits it is recognized among humans recognized among spirits it is infallible the word of God is impregnable it is impenetrable it is unattackable it is secure it is invulnerable it is well defended it is unbeatable unconquerable indestructible 40 authors wrote 66 books it took them 1,600 years in different various places and different incidents and they all were saying the same thing segmented into grace, law, grace, government grace, government, grace, government grace, government five books of the law twelve historical books five books of wisdom twelve books of the prophets five books of the gospels one historical act twelve books of the epistles one book of the prophetic and apolitic ap- apol- apocalyptic revelation of Jesus Christ the book of revelation documenting for us what will happen he said I see a gate standing before you that no man can be able to close by revelation grace government grace government grace government grace government structure spirit structure spirit structure spirit structure spirit that is that is how the believer's life must be structure spirit saying the same thing they all were echoing the same thing bruised to bring you healing pierced to ease your pain he was persecuted to bring you freedom he died to give you life reason and by his resurrection he has given you power he was chastised to bring you peace the world couldn't understand him and they are still trying to figure him out 
The armies of the whole earth can't defeat him. Schools can't explain him away. All the political leaders of the planet earth can't afford to ignore him. Herod couldn't kill him. The Pharisees couldn't confuse him. The grave couldn't hold him. Come and say, I trust you, Lord. I didn't hear. Come and say, I trust you, Lord. Even the most wicked of them, Hitler, couldn't silence him. Ah, other religion can't replace him. No matter what they call themselves. The best of minds in the world cannot explain him away. That is the God we're talking about. He is in every pages of scriptures. He is in every page, in every page. They all are saying the same thing. But they all call him different names. According to how he appeared to them. Abraham said, you are my Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh. We thought that was enough. He came to Moses. He said, Moses said, you are the I am. It's not a title. That is who I am. I am whatever you want me to be. At the present time in which you are in. I am your help. I am your provider. I am your protector. I am your defender. I am. Oh my God. He is light. He came and said, I'm not just light. I'm also love. He said, I am the longevity of life. I am Lord. I am goodness. I am kindness. He doesn't have all these qualities. He is. I am gentleness. I am almighty. He is holy, righteous, mighty, powerful, pure. His ways are right. His word is eternal. His will is perfect. His mind towards you cannot change. He is your redeemer, your eternal excellence, your savior. He is your guide. He is your restorer, your peace, your joy, your comfort, your Lord. He rules your life. Listen, friends, believe this God. Believe him. Believe him. Believe him. He cannot change. Believe him. Give Jesus your highest praise. I say, give him your highest praise. Give him your highest praise. And he said, at the end of the age, I will appear again as the king of all kings. I am. Nothing can stop me. Corona is too small to stop me. The most wickedness of the wickedness of humans can't stop him. That is the God we're talking about. The seed of the woman that crushed the head of the serpent. Your high tower, your bridge over many waters, your pathfinder. When your pathfinder is not a car. He is your pathfinder. Don't reduce pathfinder to one funny car. No. He is your pathfinder. Your way maker. He's not a song. That is who he is. Your miracle worker. He's not a song. That is who he is. Your glory. The lifter up of your head. The one who fights for you. When you are busy sleeping. The one who says I neither sleep nor slumber. And his eyes has never grown tired. He is still watching over you. The one who says he will keep you lest your foot dash against a stone. The one who says the hair on your head. They are all numbered. I know when number two fell off. And I replaced it. I know when number three fell off and I replaced it. I know when number ten was misbehaving. 
I had to take it out and put another one. Numbered them. The God who twins came out of a woman's womb. They all don't have the same DNA. They don't have the same fingerprints. They look alike. They talk alike. They have the same height. But when you put their fingerprints, it's not the same. The God has differentiated every one of us. Who knows what you are capable of doing? That when men look at you and they look down on you, he laughs. Because he knows that they didn't create you. He created, he formed you. He said to Jeremiah, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. And I ordained you. I didn't just call you, I ordained you. I placed my oil on your head. Rise on your feet and let's pray. Thank you so much for listening. We believe you were blessed by the word. For more, please visit our website, www.alivewithjoseph.com, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel, Alive with Joseph Ngogocha. Till next time.